Because it's Friday, you ain't got no job, and you ain't got shit to do. to figure out why you can't fall in love. Hey, you guys, I missed y'all. I missed y'all. This is Kristen, your matchmaker in your head, here to help you get your dating life together and have some fun along the way, as always. I missed y'all. Um, just decided to take a little break. Um, after two months, I'll always do like a little tiny break and then I'll come back. But this episode is special because it is a special, special episode because it is all dating questions and I am so excited um you know definitely over time and um while I took some time off from the podcast got some amazing questions um through Twitter through my email and yeah just wanted to take an episode to go through just a few um it it would be kind of long if we went through all of them uh but yeah just gonna go through three but some really good ones that I think not only these people, specific people, of course, who wrote in, you know, have questions about and want help with, but from Twitter, from my clients, from friends, hell, even from family as well, I see some of the same issues and, and I'm speaking to those categories when it comes to like adult millennials, you know, the people who are like in their late twenties early to mid thirties. And I see like some of these same questions and, and definitely when I'm doing my dating coaching with the private memberships and the private members and, and all of that, it's just, yeah. So <laughs> it's just, I see the same things and I hear the same things and, and then I'm reading these questions and I'm like, okay, let's just go ahead and address them. You know what I mean? So let, yeah, let's go ahead and jump into it. Dating question one comes from who it come from uh her name is princess there we go so she says hi Kristen hi girl Uh, to be quite honest I'm writing because I'm having issues with dating actual adult males as what I like to call myself a new adult woman okay I like that little she put that in quotation marks I'm 31 and have finally gotten to the place in my life where I'm more than financially stable yes boo and I'm doing exceptional in my career double yes <laughs> oh, okay let's get back to it however this has happened recently okay for a while I was in this place where I would need to constantly pick up odd jobs alongside me working for myself and that would always put me in a position where the bulk of the men I met weren't always the most successful now that I'm networking, she put now in um, in capital letters, now that I'm networking and around truly mature and successful men, I find myself having a limited amount of convo or being surprised by some of the directness that they have in asking questions. I don't know. Just help me out. Signed, Princess. Oh, Princess. Again, this is an, another, this is a question I get and questions I get from, again, my private clients, um, especially all the time. Um, that transition from dating in college to dating in your mid twenties to dating in your 
late 20s to early 30s, especially when you do start to make changes in your life and your environments begin to change, the type of people that you're around begin to change and you really start to interact um, with this kind of new community and new network and, and all of that in this new point in your life when you have, like Princess, worked to a certain point, you know, worked you know, worked your ass off to get to a certain point, um, you know, it's it, it adjusting to it or wanting to adjust to it and then also realizing, oh, okay, <laughs> I, I've never really talked to men who have their shit together. So let me kind of rewind and figure it out. Same thing for men. You know, I, I hear that from um, some of my male members too. It's just like, oh, this is different because these women have their shit together. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, I understand 100%, um, you know, kind of, not kind of, I understand 100% where you're coming from and where the issue is, it, you know, kind of is as well. So one of my first questions is what are your expectations from an actual adult relationship, right? Have we sat down and have we thought about what, as an adult, what does, you know, adult princess, <laughs> um, you know, or what you call it, the, your new adult woman self what does she want and need out of a of, out of a relationship and also out of a partner, right? Or someone that she's dating to let her know that again, needs and all that are being fulfilled. But the biggest thing is the the questions that you ask in college, the questions held that you even ask in your early twenties when you've graduated and and all of that versus. The questions you ask when you're like 28, 29, 30, hell, 34, 35, you know, is completely different. You, it, the things that I worried about and had questions, hell, when I was like 23 versus, you know, the age I'm at now is is 100% different. So that has to be thought about as well. It's, it's okay, I'm an adult. I'm an adult now. So... I'm going to be dating, hopefully, true, mature adults as well. So what do I need from an actual adult relationship? What is my definition of a healthy adult relationship? And where do those standards come from? Um, you know, what do I really want from this person that I plan on dating? What do I need from them? What are um, some things that, you know, I can kind of waver on with some things that I can't waver on, you know, again, um, are you okay? You know, you're 31. Um, are you okay with dating men with children? Are you not? Do you have children? And even again, I don't care if you've had children for a while or who you, or if you have not, if you had children at a young age, let's say, you know, from 19 to, you know, early twenties, hell, who you were when you first had your child, again, is completely different than where you are now as an adult, right? So we are still, even with the child, yes, you grew up, um, you know, fast, but at the same time, there's still life that has to happen around you. So now that you've experienced life and we know what, and we're learning all, you know, as an adult, as a, as adults, you know, what actual adulting is and adjusting to it. And, you know, whether we have become, you know, successful at it and more than financially stable, as you said, girl, um, or if we're, you know, still aiming to get to that point, you know, there's some things that we have to adjust along the way as far as our friendships, but also dating and our relationships and all of that. So that is, um, one of the big things, you know, what are your expectations? But also beyond that, especially when we're dating and adults, if we want the, the goal should be to in in having adult relationships is for them to be healthy, 
right? Because hopefully you've gone through the drama <laughs> in your younger relationships and your, your younger situations. Hopefully you made a good amount of mistakes. Hopefully, you know, like I've said in past episodes, you've not only paid attention to the lessons and learned them, but you begin to apply them. But also what we do, the, the trick in in dating who you were as your younger self versus who you want to be in your relationships as your adult self now is to really sit there and be honest with yourself and collectively look at what you learned from your previous relationships in your younger adult life, right? All of them collectively. And then be real with yourself and decide what do I want to take with me? What mistakes did I make? What did I allow? Um, what should I not allow? Um, do, do some of the things that I look for when I was younger, does that still apply now? And is that a good thing or a bad thing again? And all of these things have to be looked at, especially if we're in a new environment where people are just as successful and financially successful as, you know, as we are some of the same shit that we worried about when we were younger, we're not worrying about now, or some of the same questions that we would have when we were younger, we have completely utterly different questions now so you have to start when you're dating just like you have to eventually like when something hits you in the ass (laughs) when you're when you're when you really transitioned from like you know your adult life the first time you get like a late notice because you forgot about a bill or something and you're like oh shit um (laughs) you know that type of this is the type of thing that kind of has to kick you into gear for really dating as an adult and thinking about what you need as this new adult person as you're in this new transition in life you're in this new stage you're 31 which means you just hit your 30s congratulations you know it's just figuring about what who is 31 year old princess what does she want out of life what does she want out of a partner in all of that as 31 year old princess what has what have I learned from previous relationships relations etc etc that I'm now going to apply to what 31-year-old princess wants. 31-year-old princess is in a completely new and different spot in her life, so therefore she has to think about new and different things and think about them on a new and different scale. So that, again, is why reflection and being aware of the past and not necessarily living in it, that's not what we're, we're going to do at all, but we are going to reflect and we are going to be aware and we're always going to apply the lessons, but now we're going to apply them as an adult right? So we're going to be mature about certain situations. We're going to be, you know, smarter in, again, the people that we allow into our life, the things that we allow to happen to us, um, you know, choices, et cetera, et cetera. All of that has to be, if you are, again, at this new point in your life, we got all this, this new environment, these new people, you have to then think, okay, I'm eventually going to grow and change along with the new environment that I'm around. So therefore let my mindset about dating grow and change as well. Right. Um, and then really, you know, one of the, one of the biggest things, the differences in dating as an adult is what you do with the end of a relationship and how you choose to move forward from that point on. Right. Because what you're, what's not going to happen and just being very real princess and whoever else is listening to this and connecting with this particular question is when you're in that new environment, right. When we've done the hard work, we're now meeting new people. We're now networking, networking in, um, you know, different places that we really couldn't afford before. We're, you know, got, you know, a better car, better living situation, all that good stuff. We're in a better neighborhood. So we're seeing 
different things, different people, all that, you know, all of that <laughs> amazing and wonderful things that happen when you do, you know, get to this new point and new, you know, new point in your adult life. Um, but nothing as far as you walking out in the first person you meet, <laughs> even in this new adult life is going to be your number one or your, your, your only one. That's not what's going to happen because people are people. So the difference, one of the biggest differences has to come from, are we going to look at how, how did you look at dating before and how are you looking at dating now? Are you prepared to just learn the lessons? Are you prepared for, you know, Hey, shit just happens. Are you prepared for, you know, like, yes, I dated, you know, this guy for two months, but hell, I found out that it wasn't the right person and now we're going to move on. Or is that going to be, are you going to handle those, that certain thing the way that you used to handle it? Because again, nothing's going to be perfect. It's still going to take you time. We not don't care what environment you're in. You don't know <laughs> anyone that you're about to date. And I've always said, get to really get to know the person. Listen again, listen to the other episodes and all that. But beyond that, you know, it really is just about, you know, what are you going to do when you are dating, you find a person, they're not the right person and you want to move forward. How does 31 year old princess in this new point in her life, in this new stage in her life, handle those types of things, right? So just to go back and answer your question and and kind of reflect on the answers that (laughs) I gave you again, go back. What are your expectations from an adult relationship, right? Think of yourself as an adult, right? As an adult now, you know, look at, you know, what you offer, all of that, all of that good stuff. And again, just figure out what does 31 year old new adult princess in this new point in her life need from a partner now and really sit and write that shit down for real. Um, Again, also remember, learn to look at your past as in in a new way. Again, we're figuring out what we can take from those past relationships and apply them to our future relationships in a positive way. So Again, adult princess, (laughs) you know, 31 year old princess is going to be mature by being real with herself and, and learning those lessons and applying them. Right. So that way we can go in with just immediately making better choices in general. So we can have, so that way our dating, our dating life mirrors the choices that we've been making in every other point in our life to get you, to get you to this point as well. Right now, again, (laughs) <laughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, and then last thing. Um, okay. And then another, okay. Then to go, sorry, to go back and reflect on the very last point that I made. Um, again, the difference in dating as an adult is what you do with the end of relationship girl. You know what I mean? All of them ain't going to work out. <laughs> so re- don't take it as rejection. Even if it is, take it as a learn, right? It's, 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 it's you win or you learn. That's just really what that is. And you win by, having met someone who loves you and respects you and all that good shit. And you learn by if hell, if it don't work out, what happened? Why did it not happen? And if there's some bad shit, how can I make sure that not happened? How can I make sure that doesn't happen again? And if it all worked out, then, (laughs) you know, it goes, you know, and if there were some good parts, then, you know, apply that to the next thing. But also what I want to say before I move on to the next question is that as an adult, you now need to become more comfortable with, asking more substantial questions early on, right? Again, I'm not here for the, for wasting time. I'm not here for the bullshit, right? If we know that 
we want to have kids and that is a that is a motherfucking factor in our future you know relationships and and all of that or ask that shit early on you know and be definite about how you feel if you know you don't want kids be real and sit in that shit and just under you know what I mean like be you need to be more comfortable which after you've done all the reflections and you figured out what you need and what you want be more comfortable with asking very substantial questions about what it is that you know you need and want early on but oh okay princess I definitely hope that helps let's move on to question number two you guys again special episode so we just gonna go through okay wait let me get a little swig of my iced coffee hurry up I was telling myself, hurry up, y'all. <laughs> um, but dating question number two, you guys. Um, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Sorry. It says, just call me Tom. Uh, hi, matchmaker. Hey, baby. I need a little advice and clarity. I'm in a new relationship with a woman that I absolutely adore. Oh, congratulations. She's the opposite of who I am, but I'm learning to appreciate the balance in that part of our relationship. However, she has major anxiety. Ooh, okay. Not only do I not have anxiety, I've also never dated anyone with anxiety either. Oh, okay. Uh, when we first began dating, I barely noticed anything. But once we became committed and grew closer, I guess her walls came down and she allowed me to see deeper parts of her. Makes sense. I admit that I become frustrated with some of her episodes, but it's more so frustration with myself because I don't know how to help her. I also feel guilty sometimes for wondering if I can even handle all of this. If you have any sound advice, it'd be much appreciated, Tom. Oh, Tom. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, I picked this question, you guys, um, just to be real and give you a little more insight into me. Is be, um, I picked one pick this question because I have, um, have been diagnosed with major depressive disorder and also major anxiety disorder. I have been on the end of not knowing that I have a crazy amount of depression and a crazy amount of anxiety and dating with it and not knowing it and not realizing why certain things were happening or why I was making certain some of the choices that I have. And then I've also addressed the anxiety and the depression and therapy and all that good stuff and now completely dating differently. So I talk about reflection and I, pe- I preach all that to y'all. And on a personal note, I had to do a lot of reflection and a lot of okay, yeah, I fucked that up. (laughs) I didn't realize that I had a ridiculous amount of anxiety and I was driving this person crazy with like all the, all the questions I was asking and blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, but I like this question because it's on the other end. Right. And again, I'm big into reflection. What I've always personally wondered about before I got into therapy, but also after I realized that, you know, wait, something's something's off. Like after I learned more, something's off. I've always wondered how the other person felt right. Dating me when, now that I'm able to explain and understand why, you know, in some relationships I was acting one way and this or whatever, or why sometimes I would, I would be so maybe like, Oh my God, clingy or so like, (laughs) no, leave me the fuck alone and couldn't really manage it and blah, blah, blah. When I, I don't want to say got past that, but when I got over that hump and now of course I'm a lot better a lot healthier all of that I always sit and reflect and not always but I used to sit and reflect a lot about what it was like to date me with anxiety and and I with 
with me with anxiety when I was not handling it, me with depression when I was not handling it. So I picked this question because really it's a personal thing, but also I really want to help, right? Because if you are a person with anxiety and depression and you've also gotten to the point where you're able to get help from it and um, you know, have kind of moved past certain things that have happened to that put you in, in that position or where you now, where you now know, you know, what's happening and all of that. What you also, once you get clarity <laughs> of how, why you act a certain way, then you also begin to get clarity, um, on some of the things that you allowed to happen as far and then connecting that to depression or some of the things, some of the ways that you reacted to certain things that happened in your past relationships and then now able to be like, shit, that was anxiety. So again, I like this question because I get to, from a personal note, just help people <laughs> who are like, oh shit, I like this person, but I didn't know they were low key like a lot. Um, and don't get me wrong, everyone's depression and anxiety is not like crazy where it makes them, you know, like, oh my God, I just need you. Some of it is where they become very closed off and you and all you want to do is help. Or sometimes it's a mix of that. You know, sometimes it is, they're like a stage for a clinger and other times, hell, they've completely closed off and you just can't get in touch with them for like days or, or weeks or whatever. And you're like, what the fuck? So, and then sometimes it's, it's a, a balance of that. And sometimes, you know, you can't really tell and um, it, it, uh, it seeps in in places and reactions that, you know, may seem minuscule at the moment. And but even understanding those little things will will help. So, yeah, going to to your question, Tom, um, to your overall question. Right. One of the first things that I would say is that we as a person who has anxiety and depression, we understand that it is hard to date us if we've if we've gotten to a certain point. Right. If you've gotten to a point to where you can acknowledge that maybe I, you know, <laughs> um, you know, go too deep in my head about shit. Or um, if they've acknowledged that they do get hella sad or they sometimes get hella angry or whatever that may be, if they know it, that is a different, that that's different than dating someone who does not know, right? Um, because someone who does not know, it's hard to, it's harder to really kind of break through and be like, and it's hard, it's hard to express and be like, you know, you're, you're acting this way because, or you're reacting this way to something simple or, or blowing this very tiny thing up to this huge thing um, because you have anxiety, right? You know, when that's not really your place. So I get it. So one of my questions that I wish you, I wish you would have put in here, Tom, is does she know that she has anxiety and depression, right? Or is it more so something like, you know what anxiety and depression looks like and you see it in her and it's like, oh girl, oh, oh shit, my girl has anxiety and depression and now I can kind of put together why when, <laughs> you know, um, I'm working and I, she texts me, but I'm, I'm really working, my phone is away and I can't text her immediately back and I see it, but I put it down because I'm busy and then a couple hours later when I'm done, all of a sudden there's like 16 more text messages, you know, and then being like, there's, there's a comfort in knowing that that's anxiety versus a comfort in being like, okay, what the, what the hell is wrong with this chick? Cause it's just a lot easier to deal with when they know and when you can also pinpoint it as well. So that's a big thing. It's, and if, and if she does know that she has, you know, anxiety and depression, Tom, 
she knows that it's hard as fuck dating her. She does. <laughs> um, she understands that she's trying to also figure out how to deal with it herself. Um, she probably has guilt about, you know, being difficult to date shit and tries to, you know, maybe quote unquote walk on eggshells or she doesn't even know how to walk on eggshells and there's no balance in it sometimes. And it's just a mess. So I, I, my advice is kind of going to twinge on if she understands that she has anxiety and depression. So write me if she doesn't and I can kind of, <laughs> you know, go back um, and do this, this advice differently. Um, but beyond that, don't feel guilty, right? Because what I, what I want you and anyone else who is dating anyone with anxiety and depression, whether or not you have it and you're dating someone else with it or you have it and you're not dating someone with it and vice versa is that there, I need you to not feel guilty, right? Because not everyone can handle it and that shit is okay, right? And on top of that, especially fuck, if you don't have anxiety and depression and someone does and they don't really know how to handle it, please do not feel guilty for saying that shit is too much because it might fucking be, right? And and here's the thing, yes, you're in a relationship, but who you are and your mental health comes first. So if someone is just not ready to date and not necessarily because they don't have good dating knowledge or whatever, but they're just not mentally in a space where someone else really should be all up in their space, don't feel guilty about wanting to exit that situation. If it's bringing you down, if it is making you confused, if all of a sudden you're getting anxiety, you know what I mean? Yeah, separate yourself. Do not feel guilty about that. If, it, if it's too much, Tom and whoever else is kind of connecting to this question, if it is becoming too much, that is okay. If someone's mental health, someone else's mental health is now affecting your mental health, it is okay to separate yourself from them. It is also okay to, you know, figure it out together, but it's also okay to put yourself first, right? And be like, I, I need, until you until you can kind of figure it out, I love you or I like you or whatever your emotion tied to that person is, I think I need to back up for the sake of me. And that is okay. But what I will say is that if you do choose to stay, patience is a virtue, honey. <laughs> um, again, and I don't know the the depth of how deep her, you know, depression or anxiety is, but no, really no matter what level, patience is just a big thing, right? Because, and then there's also where to bring a very old saying, got to think before you speak to be real. Um, and not necessarily think before you speak, but kind of take five seconds for you to figure out like, is this anxiety talking or is this my girl talking? Because those, those are very, two very different beasts and I'm just being very real and not necessarily your girl is a beast, my bad, but those are just two very different things. Um, so yeah. And then again, if you choose to say, right, if we, if you, Again, if it's just too much, again, don't feel guilty, leave. But if you choose to stay beyond having patience, you need to ask them whether they whether they know they have depression, anxiety or not, or they do know, you need to ask them what they need from you and not necessarily from you first, but ask them what they need from a partner in general, right? Before intimacy and I, oh, and I'm pretty sure you all have had sex already, but if you have not, <laughs> um, and just for anyone who needs advice on this, Oh my gosh, if before intimacy, if you, and just in general, ask what, what the other person needs from a partner in general to know if you can fulfill that shit from the beginning, boom, dot, done. Because here's the thing, if you ask that question, 
all of that shit is going to come out, whether they are a person that has anxiety and doesn't really know how to handle it, whether they are and all of that. And those, those questions can be answered. Like, what does your, what do you see from your partner that you absolutely need? Like how many times a week do you need to see them if we're in the same city? Oh, I need to see them every day. You know what I mean? Or, um, honestly, like once a week. And then it's just like, you know, then you can decide hell if that's not enough. And like, you know, do you, are you good <laughs> with people, et cetera, et cetera, or whatever that may be. But again, you need to ask them what they need from a partner in general. So you're able to make a clear decision as to what you're getting into. And if you want to, right. Take that advice. Of, and this of course applies to, you know, dating someone who has anxiety and depression or whatever, but if they are able to articulate it, you then have the power to be like, can I fulfill that? Do I want to? And is it worth it? Right? Um, so again, and it kind of goes back to the other question. We have to start as adults, right? Getting comfortable with asking harder questions early on. And not even harder, but again, substantial questions. And that ties into princesses questions and definitely ties into this. You can eliminate wasting time when you become comfortable <laughs> with just like kind of laying it out there. And again, we're not being disrespectful. We're not being rude. We're also not being evasive and we don't know someone. Right. But it's okay to like, you know, be on the first or second date and, you know, talking about life or whatever and be like, you know, just wondering, you know, I, um, I see myself eventually, you know, being married. Do you, you know, and, and getting that all together and, and, and figuring that out. But yeah, so that, that's again, another big thing about it. Um, and if you have not already definitely research, but beyond just like Googling, right. Research can happen with the people around you. Um, ask people or, you know, do others around you have anxiety and depression? Talk to them, figure out, you know, learn about their experiences. Um, do you know other people who have dated someone with anxiety, um, and depression and what are their experiences? Yes, there, you can of course research on Google and all that shit, but really learning from people's direct experiences will definitely help to give you some amazing insight in not only what your relationship could look like in the future, but also how to handle certain things now. Again, if you are committed to, you know, just loving, you know, loving and liking her through this, right? Um, but again, <laughs> if it's too much, I, uh, I will never blame you for saying, I honestly put myself before, before all of this and I get it. So yeah, but um, beyond that, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, if what'll also, what also might happen is that let's say they, let's say she does want help right? Let's say she does, she, she does know she has anxiety and depression. And I'm assuming that she has not gotten help. If she wants help, what I want you and everyone else to understand is that guide her to a therapist. You are not her therapist. You are her partner, right? I want that to sink in. And I don't care if someone has anxiety and disorder, you are not their therapist. You are their partner. And there's a difference between someone opening up to you and all of that, but there's and also that person coming to you for, for you to solve every single issue, right? For you to be their complete emotional depending dependence. And if you're not happy or if everything is not perfect with you, they absolutely crumble. That's not, that shit's not okay. So again, unless you are a therapist and I don't even think that is the best thing to be, you know, someone's therapist that you know, but also I could be very wrong. I'm not a therapist, but beyond that, Again, what I'm saying is <laughs> if they want help, 
right? You be there. If, if she wants help, Tom, you be there for her, right? You, you be a shoulder for her to cry on. You calm her down and all that. But also understand that you are not her therapist and you will need to guide her to one, okay? Um, but, to ki- but again, to kind of rehash that question and, and the answers, um, you know, to go back, if she, if she, does she know that she has anxiety and depression? That's really a big thing, right? If she knows that she has it, then you can really go about it one through one path. And if she does not, then you have to pretty much take another path. And that's, uh, like I said, it's going to call, it's going to, going to require, excuse me, patience. Um, also again, don't feel guilty about anything. If it's too much, it's too much. If it's not too much, okay, amazing. Okay, great. Stay there with her, love her, all that good shit. But again, if it's, if it is too much, don't feel guilty about that. Um, if her mental health or that person's mental health is affecting your mental health at this point, again, separate yourself from that shit. That's what we're not going to do at all. I'm, (laughs) I'm just never here for anyone, like just negatively affecting someone's mental health. It's just not good. Um, also again, ask them if you, if you can ask this, if you have not asked this, um, but if you're listening to this and you're just kind of taking advice in, in general, Ask what, ask, ask what you need from her, um, ask what she needs, excuse me, what she needs from a partner, but also just ask that in general. <laughs> and again, be comfortable with asking, asking substantial questions. Um, and that's really just a general and piece of advice when dating someone with anxiety and, and just dating in general, just ask what they need from a partner in a relationship from the freaking beginning. So that way you can have you can be informed and decide if this is something that you can do with that person, right? And lastly, if she wants help, get her to a therapist. Be there for her, love on her, you know, make love to her, fuck her, you know, all of that shit. Do amazing shit. Be romantic. Um, you know, be, you know, a, an ear for her to bend or whatever, but also know your limits and also understand that you are not her therapist. Okay. Um, now last dating question. Oh gosh. I'm so sad. Um, Oh, we are going, we've gone over 30 minutes, but, um, again, special episodes. So whatever. Okay. So last dating question, dating question numero tres. Um, it says, help me Kristen because girl, I am struggling. <laughs> okay, boo. Uh, I met someone new and he's a nice guy. However, some things just feel off. Ooh, it's nothing off about him. Okay. She, yeah, she says it's nothing off about him or how he treats me, but our natural vibe just doesn't seem to mesh. Okay. Also the things he wants out of a relationship and someone he's dating seem to be very different than what I need or want. We've talked about a couple of things like communication and how much is too much or just enough when it comes to someone you're dating. And even that was kind of opposite. Again, he's a great guy on paper. And at first I was really interested, but now I, it just doesn't seem like he's really my type. We've only been going on dates for a couple of months. So am I thinking about moving on too soon or should I try a little harder? Um, be honest with me. <laughs> she put her name in quotations, Laquata. <laughs> okay, Laquata. Um, again, picking questions that of course I feel like are good questions and just good for entertainment and podcasts in general. Um, but also things that I just hear and see from everyone. And this is a big one, right? How much is too much compromise? Um, and that is something I'll, I'll get asked and 
also in, in stories, I'll kind of pinpoint when I see that someone's been too much, right? Um, when they've given too much up of what they actually needed and they put away what they needed. So I wanted to, you know, address this. How much compromise is too much freaking compromise? And just to, you know, kind of, not kind of, but just to go into a good, a good question is girl, do you, do you know what you need from any relationships, um, that you're in or attempting to be in no matter the person? All right. And I've said this to Tom and I said this to princess and I've said this to everyone knowing your needs helps for you to avoid the bullshit. Ask those substantial questions early people, right? We are adults. We have other shit going on in our lives, but besides like Netflix and chilling with our boo, which of course, you know, as people, we have this natural thing where we want someone and that's perfectly fine. But if you are a person that has a life outside of your partner, then, and, and you are an individual, you, you should be outside of your partner. You need to know as an individual, what the fuck you need first, right? Someone coming in should not just immediately adjust to how they see a relationship going, right? It should not, you should not immediately just completely adjust um, the, the things that you need and want. That's that's not healthy. <laughs> that's not what we want. But again, you also should compromise, right? But we should know how much is too much. And that's what we're going into right now. Now, what I do want to say is don't compromise yourself out of personal happiness. If you know what you need, don't let go of those things, right? Um, on a personal note, what I, outside of superficial things, what I know I absolutely need um, in relationships with my partner and, and as far as our vibe, I need passion, but I also need genuine friendship right? I need to be able to talk to you about any and everything. I need to be able to be open and honest with you about how I'm feeling, whether it's about us or about friendships, relationships. I need a friend. Um, I'm not a person that can date someone who is not my friend. I also need passion. I'm, um, I'm not here for like the boring kind of connection. You know, I'm a person who needs to look at you and no matter how else the world feels or looks at you and, or whatever, I need to look at you and want to just like rip you apart with my teeth, you know, in like this, the most nastiest, sexiest way. Um, those are the things that I know that I need. And if those things are not there, I just immediately, I'm not, a, I'm not going to say like immediately after like two days or whatever, but once I am questioning if those things are there, then I know that that's just probably not going to be there. Right. And I think a couple of months of dating is a good amount of time to figure out if your needs are going to be met with this person. So again, let's not compromise ourselves out of personal happiness, but also on top of that, sometimes what you need from a relationship in a dating situation is the complete opposite of the person that you're trying to date. That happens. Let it go. Right. Again, it would be wonderful if every person that everyone went on like one date with turned out to be their absolute everything and their wonder and all that good shit, right? But that's not what life is. That is not how life works. So you are going to date people who are not really for you. And when you realize that they're not for you, when you realize the vibe is off, Laquata let it go. And it seems like that's exactly what's happened. You've given it two months. 
yes, he's a nice guy, but like you said, the vibe just doesn't seem to mesh. I feel like two months is a good enough time to realize if you're balancing your, you know, just to be go a little, you know, hippie girl, but your auras are matching and all of that. And beyond that, this person is just really fulfilling you on an emotional level, hell. And he's obviously not. You've already tried to compromise some things. I think if you go past this point, you'll be compromising too much. And that's what I'm saying. Yes, you've you've given it time, right? We've thought about it, but now you've noticed it to the point of where you even wrote in. So yeah, girl, let it go. And it's okay. <laughs> Again, there's, you're going to walk out the door like the next day, tonight or whatever, and be like, oh my gosh, there's still so many men in the world that I have not met. Ta-da. So yeah, girl, if, if it's not working, let it go. Okay. But also just like, uh, yes, advice to you, but anyone who's listening, the less you know about your absolute must-haves, the less successful you'll be at relationships, right? You're going to end up wasting time. You're That's going to end up making you bitter. Um, and because you literally bend it too much in the beginning for someone that you barely knew, that that is really how we end up wasting time. When we don't listen to our instincts, when we don't ask the right questions from the beginning, when we're not honest with ourselves about what we need, and when we're also not honest with ourselves about what the other person is giving to us, right? Let's not compromise ourselves out of personal happiness. That's what it not that's that's what we're not gonna do. Dating is fine, right? Having successful relationships is wonderful. Having unsuccessful relationships happens, but it's how you deal with them. And it's also not trying to force shit to happen. It's not going to vibe with everyone. That shit is okay. And it's not a big deal if it doesn't. Let the shit go, right? And I'm not saying, you know, you've done something bad, Laquata. But yes, to answer your question, girl, you're not moving on. You're not moving on too soon. It's been two months. You're not vibing with, with old dude. Like you don't, you're, 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 you're being smart. Don't compromise like your ass off, girl. Like, let's not do that. So let's do a rehash of the last dating question. When it comes to compromise, again, knowing your needs from the beginning is just, and and knowing them and not faulting on them is just important no matter what. And beyond that, when you do begin to compromise, which again is perfectly fine and needed in relationships, what you don't want to do is compromise yourself out of happiness. We're not going to compromise our values and what we need out of a relationship. I'm not going to compromise passion or friendship. And I don't think you, you should pop, compromise wanting to just have this amazing natural vibe with someone. I think that's needed. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, you know, know what makes you happy and decide that the, if those are the things that are going to make you happy in a relationship, don't fall, don't move on them. And then also, again, also understand sometimes what we need from, um, you know, relationships and dating situations is, the complete opposite of you know who's in front of you girl and when you realize that well girl or or man or whoever's listening to that once you realize (laughs) that this really is just not for me stop feeling guilty and stop like stop taking so long to leave people be you guys for real stop it like just just let it go just move on and walk out the door and hell, go to the next. And again, we're not like throwing people away. But my thing is, is that we're all adults. We all had to date, right? And if we're all adults, we all understand that someone has dated, the person we're dating has dated someone beforehand. It did not work out. That's why they're in front of you. 
there you go. That's what dating is. Let's stop making it so like heavy <laughs> and just a waste of time and just do the important shit from the beginning and stop being pussies about that shit. <laughs> just being real. Um, but yeah, we are finally going to take a break. We're going to do a little episode, I mean, a little commercial, and then we will officially end the show. This episode is sponsored by Cream and Chocolate Matches, the only dating service specifically for high caliber single millennials in the United States. Okay. Are you tired of being single, but also tired of dating? We get it. CNC Matches understands your struggle, y'all. Not only do they provide basic and private membership for their clients, they also provide an environment and understanding of knowing not only what it's like to be an adult single millennial, but also how hard it is to search through clutter and find that person that's right for you. CNC Matches wants to do the hard part for you by not only looking for and finding your match, but also making you a better dater in general. Visit www.creamandchocolatematches.com. That's www.creamandchocolatematches.com to learn more. And now let's start. Um, and now let's start the show again. My bad. <laughs> All right, you guys, that is it for this week's long ass episode. <laughs> um, really, I just went like 15 minutes over than what I usually do. But thank you so much for listening. Okay. As always, don't forget to subscribe to Why Can't I Fall in Love on your podcast platform. You hear me? Okay, do it right now. You know, you're on your phone, you're listening to this, you're on your computer. Just go and press that subscribe button, okay? Press that heart button, you know, press that like button. Whatever button is on you, is on your platform for you to subscribe. Do that shit, okay? Um, also, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at IsThatKristen. Kristen spelled C-H-R-I-S-T-E-N. Um, if you are interested in matchmaking, follow cream and chocolate matches too on all social media platforms on Twitter. It is, I believe, um, cream and chocolate M and, um, of course their website is available. And then on Instagram, it's, um, just cream and chocolate matches. Uh, if you want your dating questions answered, feel free to DM why can't I fall in love on Twitter. Also, you are more than welcome to send me um, your dating questions directly at my email, Kristen at creamandchocolatematches.com. Uh, and that is it. I am so happy to be back. We're back on our, our regular weekly Friday show, you guys. So I will see y'all next Friday. And yeah, until then. I hope you find love. I'm hitting it so hard. Hub, you fucking up the rotation. Puff, puff, give. Puff, puff, give. Fucking up the rotation. You can get killed with somebody else.